Let's see what Jaws' thoughts are on this tragedy. Who gives a fuck what Ja Rule thinks at a time like this, nigga? This is ridiculous. I don't want to dance. I'm scared to death. I want some answers that Ja Rule might not have right now. I think when bad shit happens to me, I'll be in the crib like, oh my God, this is terrible. Could somebody please find Ja Rule, get hold of this motherfucker so I can make sense of all this. Where is Ja? Me, Yo, Victor Oladipo face. Patrick Ewan face as a wild, disrespectful number one. <laughs> After that man just lost his season. Oh man, you got sympathy cards? I don't. Wow. <laughs> Wow, okay, on this rainy day. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that's where we are. No sympathy cards. Not today. When are they ever on this show? Ever. That's a fact. That's a fact. Victor lost the season. I feel bad for him, but come on. Water sports. You get injured. (laughs) You are a monster. Yeah. Well, it was blackish. <laughs> Don't call me a monster. I've been called that my whole life. <laughs> that was a good scene. I, I didn't necessarily. I didn't understand um, why they did a colorism episode, but whatever. That's neither here. Nor why not? They tackle everything that you know popping in America these days, for good or for bad. No. Blackish isn't even on an imaginary docket to talk about. (laughs) Not even the imaginary one. Hey, but that's how it goes. Where is Ja? Bruh. (laughs) (laughs) Pull Ja Rule to the front of the class real quick. Man, um, so if you guys have not been on discussions or anything related to uh, being current, uh, Fire Festival. Fire Festival. What did you think of uh, the docs? Uh, which one did you like better? I know you said you saw both. Which one did you like yeah. better? I like the Hulu one better because it had a comedic element to it. Yeah. Yeah, it was like really dark comedy. They also bought the facts, so it was like you know it wasn't just completely satirical. So I enjoyed the Hulu one better um, than Netflix. I watched the Netflix one first, and then I watched Hulu, and I was like, oh yeah, I dig this Hulu one better. Same, <clears throat> I did the yeah. same sequence, and Tiffany was like, I think I like the Hulu one better. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I think so too. Yeah, but the Hulu um, one's definitely better. Yeah, so for those that are not in the know, Fire Festival, Billy McFarland, Ja Rule yeah. decided to come out with this festival that was supposed to be just ridiculous. They were selling it to be ridiculous. What did you think of the concept of like the app that they were trying to do before the festival even got together? The I um where you can book talent or whatever have you? I do like that. I did too. I'm like, that's actually not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea at all. 
that's not a bad idea at all. Um, but then it, it makes you wonder, like, mm-hmm, I don't know. <laughs> not with these guys, at least, you know what I mean? <laughs> but the concept, the concept was pretty cool, actually. The concept was pretty cool. Tiffany kept asking me, why, how are they going to book these people if it's already hard to, like, get their managers and stuff on the phone? I'm like, I don't know. They're probably, like, booking info, I would assume, like, the the right person. Um, but the fees for that would have to be outrageous. Yeah, I would assume that the company um, gets these artists on board before it just becomes, like, a random, you know, just randomly put out there. So the company would have to have like a roster of artists already there and then you could just book them. Um, so that way is the booking is going directly to the manager and opposed to like getting the manager on the phone like, hey, I'm trying to book the Migos. Can you reply to this request that I sent on this app? Um, so that's that was my guess. That would, that would be how it, that's how it would go. Um, the fees, I do. The fees would be crazy, ridiculous. The fees would be crazy, depending on who you book, especially and who they're able to like lock down. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because the delivery fee from like Chipotle on Uber Eats is like fifteen dollars. <laughs> so to like book the Migos would be like I can't even imagine. It would probably be like just a fifty grand booking fee, and then you know paying a hundred k just to get them to your event like that you have to be that that it's obviously for the super elite right? you know what i mean like super rich kids that don't do nothing that don't have to do anything just you know give me daddy's black card and let me go have fun i'm imagining this for people like that super like rich select- kids keep that because i want to come back to that super rich kid point the the, the elite and living off uh daddy's a black card or your uh, um, inheritance money. Keep that, because I want to come back to that. Put um, a pin in it. So what what was your take on the the actual festival itself? As I'm watching it, I'm like, if this is not the epitome of white privilege, (laughs) (laughs) because for the life of me, I can't figure out how this guy just goes from lie to lie to lie, but at every junction he's getting money. And like, not just like 20K, 50K, like the nigga is pulling 3 million, 4 million, coming up with another scheme, getting two and a half million, coming up with something else. I'm like, nigga, how? Like, how for three months can you perpetuate this lie but be getting money? Or, like, it was the craziest thing to me. Like, just the, I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my mind around it. I couldn't wrap my mind around it. You know, what was, what was crazy to me was that it, it started off as a good idea, it did, but it also started off selling dreams to begin with because it was oh let's get these models and mm-hmm. Pablo Escobar's Island mm-hmm. like you you were selling dreams out the gate mm-hmm. and what, what what I kept looking at was 
these kids today want to be like rubbing elbows with the elite so much that they would go to crazy limps. I've never yeah. been to a festival. Me either. So I don't, I don't know how Coachella is. I don't know how Made in America is. But we see the productions on Tidal, and they're, they're huge, mm -hmm. um, huge shows. I've never been, so I can't speak on what that experience looks like and why people want to attend. I'm I get pretty it. sure it's amazing. I'm pretty sure. Nothing short of, right? Yeah. When you see the guest list and who's performing yeah. and what they like, it's almost like a super concert for a whole right. bunch of artists. Right. So I get it. Um, it started out, I'm assuming, with good intention. I can't speak on that, but I'm assuming it was good intention to put on, to be the next big festival. Right? Mm -hmm. Everybody who was a producer or anything that had anything remotely close to do with the show said, yeah, to put on a festival, you have to plan 18 months out. Mm -hmm. They were trying to do it in like three months, which is ridiculous. Ridiculous. But it said to me, all right, these young kids, all they care about is being able to be, because they kept saying, oh, well, we had our influencers do this. We had our influencers mm -hmm. do that. And I'm like, so celebrities, can, anybody can sell you anything as long as the celebrity's name is attached to it. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, the Kendall Jenner for 250, 250K. They had Kendall Damn. Jenner post something about Damn. the good music roster being there. I'm like, bruh. My beef with that is, why would you give Kendall Jenner 250 and not Kylie or anybody else? Because I feel like Kylie's the one that's skyrocketing past everybody at this point. Right. Um, but... Also, if you Kanye and, and and good music, why didn't you pull that from the get go? Like, nah, we didn't agree. We didn't. We agree. Nobody booked us. Nobody booked us. And then I'm like, okay, maybe she had to go ahead from them to be like, yeah, we're gonna perform or whatever have you. But somebody in good music should have corrected that and been like, nah, yeah. <laughs> Kendall's bugging. She don't work with us. She's yeah. just a sister in law. Yeah. We uh, just, we talked about it, like, with the R. Kelly thing. It wasn't just him acting alone. It was people booking the flights for him. It was people covering for him. It was people forging the documents in Aaliyah's case for him to get married. It was a whole team of people in his, you know, nastiness. So it wasn't just Billy. It was a whole team of people. And the, the, the craziest moment for me was when the old white guy was like, he was about to take one for the team. Took a shower, put some mouthwash, and was about to suck the guy's dick so they can get water. I'm like, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. My loyalty don't run that deep to anybody. Let me tell you <laughs> that much. I'm like, bruh, you are an established businessman. You know how to, you know what you're doing out here in these streets. You know this festival ain't what it's beefed up to be, but you're going to go take one for the team and go suck somebody's dick so y'all can get water? Nigga. Water? Nigga. Like, Nigga. Bruh. Nigga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that, that was the craziest. I was like, wait, hold on. Hold the phone. 
When that nigga said that with full confidence, he, I believed in Billy. I'm like, fam, not that much. <laughs> not, not that much. That nigga was going to take one for the team. And, bruh. Not, not that much. The crazy part about it is I have, a like, a soft spot for entrepreneurs. So I'm, like, looking at the doc thinking, all right, this kid was just a, in the beginning. Let me let me preface that. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, I was like, "Oh, this kid was just trying to like put it put put something on yeah. on his own." Yeah, get yeah. his hustle on. Yeah, I was completely with that until things started unraveling. I'm like, "Fam, this nigga sold y'all dream after dream after dream." And white people, this is why I can't stand y'all sometimes. <laughs> The ship was going down, and these niggas just kept funneling out lies. That's what I, it was. White privilege, like from the beginning, when you reached out to uh, Pablo Escobar's people, they said, "Don't use the name." Yeah, use the name anyway. Okay, boom. Then you find out you can't use that island because it really it's not gonna be able to hold five thousand people. So y'all go shopping, island shopping, which like come I don't even understand the concept of that. But y'all go island shopping for another location. And then you land on this place, the Great Exums or whatever it was called. But then there was no real infrastructure. So, you know, y'all couldn't do it there. And y'all ended up going somewhere else. But then they were booked for, like, one of the biggest events on on that island. So they're telling you, <laughs> don't use it that weekend. Just choose another weekend, Billy. You're like, nah, we're going to use this weekend. Like, white privilege. Listen to what the people are telling you. It was it was impossible. You cannot pull off a festival for five thousand people in three months at a place that can barely hold two thousand people. White privilege. No, we're gonna do it anyway. We're gonna get it done. Not this weekend. Yes, this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Not this island. Yes, this island. Like, bruh. The the joint that bugged me out was uh and this is why I opened with the not having sympathy for Oladipo. I don't have any sympathy for any of the people that lost money at this festival because I was me talking either. to my friend really about know. it. I'm like, fam, had that been me a month out and I don't have no confirmation or nothing of where I'm yep. going, yeah, I'm not waiting a week of to be like, wait up, hold on a second. Yep. Yep. Fam, a month out and I don't have no confirmation. Nah, let me let me let me uh, let me let me get um let me get somebody on the phone right quick. Yeah, it's it, it's crazy. The scheme was crazy. I it was unbelievable that people actually fell for that. Like they actually, and I'm I'm guessing the people that bought these tickets were probably frequent festival goers, so you probably know how these things go. And the fact that it was just like so left field and so random, like the random emails they would get, I think they said like a week before the event or something to uh, load your, your wristband with $300 a day. Nigga, it's cashless, and, I got Apple Pay. What's up? Right, like, and, th- and that was another scheme. Just like, <laughs> like this is looking kind of funny to me. So I really don't have any sympathy for those rich niggas that was out there that they got duped. Sorry, you didn't, you know, get the villa that you were promised, and <laughs> there's all this extravagant cabanas that you were promised. Like, boo, sorry. Like, you know, you could probably do that next weekend if you wanted to. But yeah, that now, that was crazy. Here's my 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 thing is, if your ticket prices 
are already five grand. And you already beat me in the head to get five grand out of me for a, for a cabana and uh, uh, all access pass. Mm -hmm. What in the hell makes you think I'm gonna be like, well, you're right. They said I add money on these bracelets. Um, let me go ahead and add another uh, 500 or five grand. To yeah, like, come on. Come on. Come on. Some stuff you just have to be like, well, I'll figure it out when I get there. Like, eh, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, um, white privilege was on full display full. in this joint. Like, they said they had a cabana for $50,000, and they said that, well, I don't yeah. know if it sold out, but they said it sold out 95 Well, no. The guy said it was 95% sold out, like, within a week of them posting everything. Yeah. Yeah. 50K. That nigga Billy on, like, <laughs> they were like, do you think you're a habitual liar? What have I lied about? Oh, we had... <laughs> Nigga said we had $2 million in vacation homes, but I lost the keys. But I lost the keys. How, Billy? The, the, the nigga that was ask, asking the questions, he was like, okay, so you had $2 million in homes, and you just lost a box of keys. Just lost, like, come on, Billy. Right. Come okay. On, Billy. Gotcha. But even in that interview, there was an air of arrogance that the nigga had. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm invincible. But the kicker for me was when he was out on Bell, he was still running schemes. Just the nigga was still scheming. Like, trying to sell tickets to events that you can't even get tickets to. Fam. Like, the Met Gala. Like, who? Like, I knew that. Like, off the top, I knew that. Like, tickets to the Met Gala. You can't get tickets to the Met Gala. Fam. It, it it feels like any other a Ponzi scheme or anything else where you're taking people's money to pay off other people, but not you promising something, but not really giving what you're supposed. It was a mess, a hot mess, and a hot mess. From the niggas Magnesis card that was promising the same stuff, these people like you saw like there was a link between the people that had the Magnesis card and people that were attending the event because they brought in the bill. That's how he got mm -hmm. Ja Rule's dumbass. Suck it in. <laughs> <laughs> that magnesis car. <laughs> I'm like, fam, if these niggas telling you, oh, yeah, you're paying for a membership and we'll give you exclusive access. To See, that's the problem. Niggas want to be like, feel like I'm getting something that the next person's not getting. Yep. Apart from Amex card, then, nigga. They got a, yep. whole, bunch a whole bunch of membership benefits. Niggas promising bunch. you VIP tickets. Like everything in the world, and here you Hamilton are, white tickets, people. Like just privilege, privilege. Like, <laughs> like yo, this is unbelievable. Can you imagine a black man, fam, running game on people like this? Like, I would almost love for a black person to do that. So I know that. Oh, to okay. just try. Like, what black person you know could just go to somebody and be like, yeah, let me get $3 million, forge up some spreadsheets, lie about, you know, Facebook shares, <laughs> and just get $3 million from somebody in one day? Your man said he had $2 million of shares and only had a <laughs> <laughs> $1,800.
privileged con artist. Yo, that nigga Ja Rule on the phone like an idiot. That's not fraud. <laughs> That's not fraud. <laughs> then what it's, is it? Then what is it, Ja? He was like, it's it's a it's it's mismarketing. I'm like Jarul. That's the definition that's of fraud. fraud. Not even <laughs> that's fraud. That's <laughs> synonymous with fraud. Whatever you're saying, that's fraud. Stupid. How can we clean this up? How can we make? I'm like Ja. Like, um... nah, you ain't cleaning that up. That's federal. Like the feds is knocking on niggas' doors. There's no cleaning that. That's not a media cleanup. Like you're dealing with real, my nigga. Yeah, yeah. If you all right, so let's say they did beat you in the head for five grand, and you showed up to the island. What's your what's your reaction the moment you land, and you see, well, you're riding up to the campsite, and you see hurricane tents as your cabana that you paid five grand for. I I, I don't I don't even know. I really don't know what I would do because it's obvious that my five grand ain't go nowhere. Like so, it's not like I can even scream at somebody to get my money back. So I don't. I honestly don't even know what I would. B- besides, like, turn around and go home. Like, this is like nothing's happening here. Like, <laughs> this is clearly nothing's happening here. I'm going home. Like, I don't the know. The oldest trick in a book is to divert you to a bar first. Like, mm-hmm. nigga, if I land and your first thing is, oh, let's go to the bar, fam. Mm-hmm. Pull up. Let me mm-hmm. uh, let me put my bags down first and yeah, figure out what I'm Luggage. That was I don't. That girl was balling when they were pulled up to the bus and the bus driver. They pulled up and the bus driver was like, "Nah, this is where. (laughs) Nah, this is it. (laughs) Nah, you ain't. This is it. This where y'all staying. This is in FEMA tents, bro, with wet mattresses (laughs) all over the place for five grand, bro." Nah, me and Billy we had to fight. I couldn't get the time off. Like me, me and Billy we had to fight. Like privilege, privilege. Yeah, I would have punched Billy in the face if I'd have him. Fam, no way that nigga's making it off that island. Anybody that works with fire, no, no, no way, no way. The black nigga that they had on a Netflix joint. I'm like, fam. You should have been the first one snuffing, but he answering his phone calls there, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, like he all chummy with the nigga. They ran him off the island, <laughs> like, and you chummy, chummy with this nigga. You can't even go home. Like, what are you about, nigga? Like, you ain't get paid. Like, that nigga ain't pay you, and then your own people ran you off your island. Like, you look dumb. You a bozo. Nigga said, oh, I'm not sending out another email with lies. Here's the opportunity to get in front of it. I wonder if 50 saw it. 50 had, 50 he had, had to. He, 50 got time. He had to see it. But for him not to say anything, you know if 50 takes any opportunity he can to clown Ja Rule. That's true, too. Maybe he didn't see it. Inbox that nigga. <laughs> I can promise you if he did see it, though, I'm waiting for when he does see it, though, because I know that's going to be and all over the place. I remember I remember on social media when um they were clowning Jaru for the festival. So I was I, like I, I vaguely remember it too. I va- I'm like I I, I kind of remember this. I kind of remember but I didn't know the ins and outs of it. I just remember seeing like, you know, the headlines that Jaru's festival was a bust or some some craziness like that. 
But man, that's some sicko. That listen. No. Yeah. That... I wanted to watch the drink champ um when Jaru was on there and he was talking about it. I think that was on the I don't remember which one that was on, but they showed that at the end of it that he was on there drinking, laughing about it. I meant to watch that too, see what he was saying. Tiffany was like, Where was Jaru's business manager that no one looked into this to be like, Ah yeah, this is legit or nah yeah. you shouldn't uh Yeah. <laughs> They just dumb. Just as dumb, like just as dumb, just as dumb. Yeah, but hey, man, that that junk was uh, it was it was jokes, it was jokes. But then it was like, yeah, I don't feel, I really don't feel sorry for these niggas that uh, lost their money. Like, if someone has a scheme, if someone's selling you a scheme, at one point in time, you had to buy it for you to get uh, burnt by it. Mm-hmm. One of the things I love about I don't know if you watch American Greed that might be my my show just for people to watch but American Greed is a show on CNBC that talks about all these people that like don't know when to stop but they basically white collar crime mm-hmm. from money laundering to fraud like niggas that worked at Sotheby's that was taking like crazy money for art and like living these crazy lifestyles, but essentially misdirection, telling people, hey, you give me your money, I'm going to put it here, and asking people, like, hey, you give me your money, I'm going to put it here, and you're going to get a crazy return. You, you don't get a return, but hey, now I'm, the money I'm getting from other people, I'm using to pay off mm-hmm. the people that I think right. deserve to be paid first. Right. That Bernie made off a Ponzi scheme? Fam. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Families were crying, crying because of the money that they lost and couldn't get back. I'm like, fam, but if you kept giving a man money, like, salute to Bernie Madoff for being able to, to string y'all niggas on for so long. For so long, yo. Like, crazy. Books were cooked. Like, all of that stuff. I think, I think, now that I'm thinking about it, I think Billy must have been looking at American Greed, too, because there's no way. That nigga came up with that stuff on his own. But remember, he was, I think it was in the Hulu one, he was scamming when he was a kid. When he yeah, had to crayon stuff. Yeah, the yeah. crayon. I'm like, give me a dollar to fix your crayon. I'm like, what? I'll go buy a box <laughs> from the 99 cents up for a dollar. Like, what are you talking about? How you gonna fix a crayon? What you gonna do? Tape it? <laughs> crazy Louis? <laughs> He was a scammer since he was a kid, which is crazy. And I think it was a psychologist on there was like, they just, they're going to return to their ways because they don't really see it as scamming. That's just innately who they are. And that, and we saw it when he was out on Bell. He come out with this next scam trying to sell tickets to exclusive events that you can't buy tickets to. It was like, bro, you're already in, in deep water. How can you still be Conan niggas and you about to be on trial for Conan niggas. Like, Yo, that 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 part was like, oh yeah, this nigga's real white privilege. Uh, yeah. I'm on, I'm on bail for Conan, but I'm still gonna. But con I'm, a, but I'm, I'm still con under some under some other name. I'm, a, but I'm still con. 
is crazy. Another crazy part to me was the guy who was who had the Twitter account Fire Festival Fraud, and he was putting out facts. Like he had inside information and he had pictures, and they was exposing that the the picture was photoshopped. Like he had real life facts that were just getting ignored. And I'm like, that's like that's the America that we live in, where it's like facts don't mean anything. Not a god. <laughs> it's something that's entertaining, and it's just like, okay, what a fact. <laughs> like, the facts have nothing to do with this. Not a goddamn. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting component as well. Like, people just chose to ignore the facts and just still, you know, gambled a bunch of money and wasted their weekend flying out to to get a, a, <laughs> a cheese, a toast, a toasted sandwich with cheese and a side Bro. salad. <laughs> for five grand, right? <laughs> that nigga said they. <laughs> Yo, <Man. laughs> nigga said they had a five. He told them they had a five million dollar budget and only really had a million. Nigga, white people. Yo, white people. Y'all, y'all niggas are bold, bro. Bold. That nigga's a bold. White people would be on on something like I don't know, bro. White people would be on something. Oh man, <clears throat> I'm getting I'm getting all the the good lighthearted stuff out because I, we do got some heavier stuff to get into. Uh, but yeah, I just, I just wanted to laugh with you because it, oh oh y'all got Billy. Uh oh, y'all got Billy. How's you over? Okay. Well, all right. <laughs> that nigga probably late for lunch or something. Uh, he right. Nowhere. He ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Come on, Boomer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to learn my lesson. One of these days. Nah. Nah, back. I actually downloaded the soundboard and I tested it out and it was kind of trash. So I'll keep it looking. It happens. It happens. I'll keep looking. Um, while we're still doing lighthearted stuff, uh, what's wrong with your man, Adrian Rona? <laughs> He's one of those. It's like him, Soldier Boy. They, this month already, this year already, they have set the African American community back fifty, <laughs> sixty years. <laughs> the both of them together, they have set us back. Like I don't know, man. I don't know. I can't call it. Your man had the nerve to say, I won that fight. No, you didn't, bro. Anybody that watched, you, you I didn't ran. watch the fight, but I saw it on social media. It was pretty unanimous that he did not win that fight. Everybody pretty much said that he didn't win that fight. But he did it for the hood. He did it for the hood. No, no, no. Mm-mm. 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 <laughs> 
You know when AB stopped being entertaining? When he went on a losing streak. It was cool when he was winning. All that mm-hmm. showman. It was cool when he was winning. Mm-hmm. That nigga started losing. I'm like, fam, like, I get it. You, you you have to be entertaining in order to have people buy into the the, the boxing match, whatever, pay-per-view. Right. But, like, nigga, Pacquiao got $10 million to spar. He could have did that at his home gym, training with, like, some no-name. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. That nigga had the nerve to say, uh, yeah, I won that fight. I don't know what fight y'all was watching. <laughs> Yo, did you, the reporter at the end who sunned this nigga when he, Yo, he goes, that was funny. You're three, three, and one. I'll be seven zero against you. Well, that doesn't really that wouldn't that wouldn't really matter. <laughs> you lost the game. You lost the game, AB. Like, <laughs> bro, that nigga got KO'd by the interviewer. Every time, like every time I hear AB talk, like I don't know about you, but I, I use nigga a lot. I kind of tell it when I'm around white people because it sometimes makes me cringe when I hear it when I'm around white people. But I, I kind of tell it when I'm with... This nigga be speaking like... He talking yeah. to the... His, his, his that press smart. conference was funny, though. That was funny. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah. But that's dang, what he, dang, he's nigga. good at. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what he's good at. Yeah, yeah. But you gotta you gotta back it up with W's. Like nobody want to hear that from a loser. <laughs> yeah, you're a loser, nigga. Go sit down. Yeah. <laughs> no, no one cares. Like, nobody cares. Like you lost. <laughs> no, no one cares. <laughs> I tried to send shoot you the link for the fight, but you ignored me. So. Nah, I was probably on my way to sleep. I got four kids. Nine o'clock is the, the is the new midnight. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't these days. <laughs> like, I, don't I don't know. Oh man. Uh, what do you want to get to first? The 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 feminism or the the strike? Do we have to? Oh, we could do the feminism. 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 All right, Missy. Thank you. Last week you said you wanted to get into a discussion about feminism. And I, I was on the edge of my seat to hear what your position was. And then when you started... Giving a little taste of where you were, I said, oh, okay, yeah, this is going to be good. <clears throat> so. So, yeah, you go first. Tell me what your, you know, what, <laughs> what's your gripe, what your, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you start that off. Don't duck it, nigga. Go oh, no, nah, I'm not ducking. I'm not, I'm not ducking. You start that off. With, I, with your feelings, and I will definitely, because I don't have nothing to bite my tongue on, on this show ever, so. Uh, what was the context? Like, I don't remember what, what we were talking about that made me bring up feminism. Um, was it the R. Kelly thing? 
No, no, no. We, I forget how you said. Um, if I recall, we were talking about something, and you said one day we we're gonna have a real talk about feminism. Yeah, and this, I remember this movement that. that's going on. But it, but it was but completely um, it was off random? from anything that we was. Yeah, it was. It was a random. It was a random. All right, so I'm trying to. I'm, I can't think of what made me go there. All right, so let me ask but you. This. The, go, all right, go ahead. Do you feel like people are using feminism as a, a clouding mechanism today? As clouding? Like for clout. For clout. For clout. For clout. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Okay. But I think that's the era that we live in. Like, this is, we're, we're amongst clout chasers. You know what I mean? Like, that's the new, that's the new thing to be. Like, uh, like, especially if you're on social media, like that's, you know, posting a picture with somebody or dropping a name that you was with somebody or you spoke to somebody or you met somebody or you were part of something. It's just, it's just clout chasing. I don't really see any, it's very minimal, like genuine, sincere, um, like this Meek Mill and Jay-Z thing. You can really tell there's a sincerity behind that. There's a real genuine concern um, with this reform, this jail reform thing that, they, that, they're, uh, that they're pushing. Um, but with feminism, but the the thing is, like with feminism, it's always been, it's always been a struggle for colored women, mm-hmm. minority women, because historically the feminist movement was never really inclusive of the minorities within the minority, which is African American women, Latino women, um, Asian American. <clears throat> for whatever reason, um, we're still here. We're still here. It's still a, it's still a struggle. Um, white feminists have yet to. I think they're more cognizant of the minorities within the minority, but they're not really listening. And um, yeah, it's just like, like, what's the point? Like, what, like, what are you moving for? Like, what's, what's the point of your movement if it's not inclusive of the entire gender? You know what I mean? This is like white women rights, and what do you feel, like? What do you feel slighted on as a <laughs> as a white woman? You know what I mean? Because there's still a level of privilege there because you have the race factor. So you're still, you know, you're still a tear above African-American women, Asian-Americans, Latino, but yet, you know, you're not including, you're not including that group in your plight. So So when you say it's a a false sense of unity? Yeah, it's a trash movement, if you ask me. Yeah. Now, only reason why I asked you to go first is because as a guy, it comes off as, oh, he's being male chauvinistic, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, I have a I have a gripe with the trash movement as well, um, because I feel like <clears throat> society takes waves that they want to run with at whatever time that they want to run with them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And right now, the wave is, oh, in a we are the world sense, women equality, right? <clears throat> Reason why I think it's trash, I, I believe you, like, well, not believe you, but I, I agree with you. I think it's trash. Um, if we look at, and this is going to be one of those, uh, not really watch what you say, but how you say it, conversations. Um, let's take the big, two biggest things that, like, the Me Too movement that helped, like, push things forward. Mm-hmm. Bill Cosby, R. Kelly, right? Mm-hmm. If we look at just these two individuals, um, granted, if, if, you're, if you're in front of a judge, you, they're going to take uh, a jury of your peers, and right now, if it's anything that, like, where you can get um, women on your side, you automatically win, type thing. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> my issue, not with feminism, but with the trash wave, like you said, is that people are on board now, but when it was for African American, it was for minorities, y'all could care less. No, nobody wanted to move. Nobody wanted to like show any gumption. You can see that in the news. White woman can say they were molested and raped by a black man, and it's automatic. A, a negative sense that the black man's uh, arrested and put through due process. White women say a, a white male touched them, and it's oh, okay. Let's give them a slap on the wrist. Let's, let's let them take a vacation. Like um, Lena. Yeah. Lena Dunham. Yeah, she was. You know, she's a she's a white feminist as well. Her Taylor Swift. You know her little. Uh, I used to like Lena too. Her show Girls. One of the writers of her show was accused of raping. Um, I believe the girl was black. Um, and she defended him like off top. So it was like, no, you know, let's let's wait it out and get the facts, and you know, let the let the process happen. She was just like, no, there's no way. I know him. I know his character. And she was off the top in defense of this white guy who was accused of raping this this, lady, this young woman. So that's a classic example. Yeah. And that just <clears throat> happened a few months ago. Like. And that, and that's why it's trash because. At any other point in time, they would take that opportunity to be like, oh, women, we have to stick together. It's time to end the, like, mm-hmm. Oprah's famous line at that award show, your time is up. Like, mm-hmm. everybody, not everybody, women were very selective in getting behind that movement. But like you said, how quickly you forget that now it's, oh, well, I know him, fam. No, <laughs> no. Right, that's not the movement. <laughs> it's not a situational thing. We're not making uh, right cases for certain people to be like, oh, well, no, they're good people. We understand. Right. No. Right. No. Right. Nigga, it is raining, raining. Raining, raining. Um, <clears throat> I had a question I was going to ask you about uh, feminism. Oh, do you feel like women who accuse guys, women who falsely accuse guys of rape should be punished just as much as the person that actually has been convicted of the rape? 
yeah. Yeah. Because you're, you know, you're putting somebody's life in jeopardy, especially if you're talking about like a celebrity, you're talking about their livelihood, you're talking about um, employees that, you know, people that work for them. If that person goes down or if that person loses sponsorships or shows because of your accusations that, you know, affects the people that are around them and then they can't uh, afford to, you know, make a living or feed their families, like that's, that's, that's a serious issue. Yeah. It goes back to the thing, like, you have freedom of speech, but you can't yell fire in the movie theater if it's not a fire. Like, you just can't be saying anything, and it, and it has no truth to it. And you're talking about possibly incriminating somebody and, and causing them to go to prison based off, you know, some fabrication of, of an event. Like, that's crazy. You can't do that. You can't be going around trying to ruin somebody's life you know, trying to get a settlement or trying to destroy somebody and nothing really happened. So yeah, you deserve some, some prison time or, or a hefty fine. So this, there has to be some type of repercussion for um, people lying about being raped or assaulted. I've never asked you this before. Uh, so it's going to be new to you. Chris Brown thing. Mm -hmm. You, I'm going somewhere, but I have to go backwards. Where were you uh, on the Chris Brown side of things when everything came out with with him and Rihanna? With him and Rihanna? Oh, it was like, Chris Brown is done. I canceled Chris Brown for a long time. And it wasn't until Rihanna popped back out with him. And I was like, okay, well, she forgives the nigga. Then, like, you know, who am I? Like, I don't even know him personally, but, you know, she does, and he beat her ass, and then she took him back. So I was like, okay, maybe you know everything you find in Dandy. So you know, he, but he was canceled for a while. Where do you, where are you now with like people feeling like they can use him as a quick, um, oh he raped me or he abused me, for the come up because of his past? Um, I think I just feel like that was going to come, like that that whole thing is inevitable. Um, for me personally, as soon as I saw the headline, I was like, oh, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't quick to cancel him and I wasn't quick, you know, to bash the girl, like, oh, she lying. He didn't do that. I was like, well, it's completely believable because Chris has a, a history of violence against women. He had that whole thing with Karuchi where he was like stalking her. <laughs> And getting it to getting into it with with people with guys that was liking her pictures on Instagram, and they weren't even together. It's like, like bro, like chill out. So I'm like, well, it's, you know, it's possible. He said, you know, alcohol problems and it's a whole thing. So it was like, it could have happened. I'm like, it could have happened. She could be lying. I was neutral. I didn't jump to no conclusions. I said to myself, I don't put anything on social media. I just said to myself, well, I'll wait, you know, to see what comes of it. <clears throat> um, and sure enough, he was like, he was released. And then his post was like, this bitch is lying. I'm like, um, <laughs> like, that's probably not the language you want to use for your rape accuser, but okay. But I don't like, I, I'm not, I'm not in this space anymore mentally where I'm going to just be like caping on either side. Like, I'm just going to wait. Yeah. 
I'm going to wait for the facts to unfold. If it goes to trial, we'll wait to see what happens. And, you know, I'll draw a conclusion from there. Like, people was caping for Cosby. Like, all these women lying. But it was, like, in the court documents from, like, decades ago that he was drugging women when he was settling out these cases. So it was, like, the evidence was there a long time ago. It's been a known thing in the <clears> comedy <throat> circle. I remember Bill Maher used to talk about it all the time. He's like, yeah, like, that, like Cosby has, that, like, that's been a thing. Like, that's new to everybody because of, like, social media. But he was like, that Cosby thing, like, everybody has known that Cosby was a creep since, like, the 70s. So it was like the evidence was already there, but it's like, you know, we talked about it before. It's hard to separate the artist from the art. But but if the evidence is there, I'm is not like there's nothing to, to muddle. It's it's very easy to separate it. Um, you're canceled and 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 that's it. If it's evidence there. But if there's no evidence there, you just gotta wait for the process to unfold and you know, draw your conclusion from there. So if um <clears throat> all right, question completely separate. How do you feel about all these people that are accusing men using the same lawyer? Um, there could be something there. There could be something there. I don't know. I I don't either. And the reason why I ask is because I, I always <laughs> Like I, I say time and time again, I overthink everything. And I'm not the I'm not the person that's gonna tell you you're a false accuser, blah, 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 blah. I'm like you said, I'm gonna reserve my judgment until I have all of the facts. But my eye does slant a little when I see, oh, okay, she was with this person. Next accuser comes out, oh, okay, she's with this person. Next accuser comes out, okay, she's with it's like yeah, you're making it really hard for me not to, not to take face value in what you're saying or wait till the evidence shows right or wrong. But it's like if everybody if everybody that wanted to um if everybody wanted to beat a murder case was hiring Johnny Cochran, mm-hmm. it would start to look away, or I would hope people would start to look at Johnny a little like. Oh, so you're just going to take all the murder cases? <laughs> all right. All right. Rest in peace, Johnny Cochran. Rest in peace. But that's the... That's the no, I that's get you, how though. my brain Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. But yeah, we're going to... It's always going to be that element of exceptions. You know what I mean? Like, everything is not absolute... If you have a rape case and, you know, you have 10 accusers, probably two of them are lying. You know what I mean? So it's always going to be some element of uh, uh, inaccuracy or falsities. Like, or even in the Bill Cosby thing, like, I'm sure not all of them were, were telling the truth. But it was a moment, you know, a spotlight. We talked about it before, clout chasers. And, you know, some people are twisted. A lot of people have twisted minds and like, oh, let me get in on this. Like even with the Me Too, I remember when Me Too came out, like people were hashtagging it like, really? You too, really? It was like <laughs> people were just jumping on it because it was, the, it was the thing. Like that whole day, it was like the thing to hashtag Me Too. So like, it's not purity and everything. You, you're always gonna get one or two 
bozos that, you know, making stuff up that are in it just for the clout or the moment or the spotlight, not really in it for like justice or reform. So that's where everything. I had a, um, I had a, a, a white friend um, that I spoke to real heavy into about political stuff and mostly about the um, Black Lives Matter. <clears throat> and his issue is the same as what you were saying now. He, had, he didn't see anything wrong with the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm -hmm. What he had a beef with was people using it as a sheet to play victim for anything mm -hmm. else. Yeah. That's where his frustration came from was like, okay, people that are doing stuff in the name of the Black Lives Matter that have nothing to do with, with the actual premise of the movement. Right. So now you're capitalizing off of, an, uh, off of a movement that's already popular because of tragedy mm -hmm. to benefit you for your own. Yeah. yeah, just like GoFundMe. Like niggas was scamming on GoFundMe. It was like when people really was using it and needing it to like bury their kid that just got murdered or, you know, pay for chemotherapy for their spouse. You know what I mean? Like people were using it for real issues and it became like this whole crazy thing. Like they got $18 million for the wall. <laughs> like, really? Like people are always, there's always going to be an instance where people take the purity out of something and just like, like I think it happened in church. Like I've, I've, I feel like church was at one point real genuine where there was like a preacher and he had people following him and he really wanted them to know Jesus and live your best life and love your neighbor and, you know, live holy. And then there was somebody like, hey, I can make a lot of money doing this. Mm -hmm. And took the purity out of it. But I just think that happens like on in every instance. And we talked about it with Billy. He probably had a really nice, cool idea to do this festival. And, you know, as it unfolded, it really couldn't happen. And, then, you know, he, the purity out came out of it. It wasn't genuine anymore. It was just like, oh, we're going to do it because I said we're going to do it. And whatever we end up with, we end up with. It was like, come on. Like, you can't do that. Yeah, going back to that uh, the Billy thing at the end of it, with him laying off the employees and still being and still living in a penthouse mm -hmm. and like all that other stuff, it was no like no remorse. Okay, yeah, you are you are a monster. It was you, no did, you did that to line your part. Yeah, even on the on the phone call, it was like, well, I'm not gonna really fire you, so they couldn't apply for unemployment. He's like, but yeah, you can stick around, but there are no checks, like. What? Like, you won't even have the decency. I think one girl said at one point that a thing became on Fridays. Like, hey, did you get paid? Like, yeah, I got paid. Well, how much yeah. was it? Like, it was, it was never the right amount. So it was like, you go from that for months, doing that to those people for months, and then at the end of it, um, I'm not going to fire anybody, but if you want to work, you know, there's not going to be any paychecks. So they can't get unemployment benefits. It was like, the least you could have done was, like, fire me so I can apply to get this $400 every, you know, two weeks and go about my business until I find some more work. So it was like, you're a douche. Yeah. Like, you're a monster. But <clears throat> from one monster to the next, with people not getting paid, um, like, 
this government shutdown. I don't know. I, I don't know when, why people are so slothful to some sort of revolution. <laughs> Maybe revolution is well, a bit harsh, that, but I feel like it could be a few thousand of them at the Capitol, like demanding something happen. I was in D.C. for uh, our anniversary last week, and weird flex, but okay. I was out there, and um, we we were asking about the different monuments and the different parks. We're gonna see like it's, it's probably one of the only things to do in D.C. is to like go to all of that stuff if you've never been. And the concierge at the hotel's black lady was like, "You can probably." go on your own you'll need to do a tour and she like said like low hiding her hand she's like the point the employees aren't working and i don't think people care like there, there really is no care if you go in and take pictures otherwise they would be on your back like no you can't mm -hmm. do this you can't do that so we we tested it we went to the monuments at night and yeah they're like areas where it said you couldn't park where normally i'm assuming They'd be a heavy, like, presence of people, like, ushering you to move mm -hmm. along. Nothing. No. Nothing. Yeah, it's a security issue. I don't know how nobody's seen that, like, the people in office that are supposed to rectify this. Like, I don't know how you're seeing this is a security issue. Even with TSA, people are calling out. I don't think they're calling out because it's, like, some sort of protest. But a lot of them can't afford to get to work. So that's going to take away from the efficiency of where it's supposed to be 10 of us doing TSA checks and only three of us. How efficient do you think we're going to be? And the line is it's a four-hour line we're dealing with. I saw a, a gif of a guy doing TSA checks. Well, he literally, like, <laughs> the people was in front of him. Yeah, he was looking in front. He was looking at two people ahead. Like, doing a pat. He did, like, a pat on the arm. and was like, all right, waving them on. I'm like, no, sir. Yeah, it's crazy. It's cr Like, I wouldn't fly I, right now. I would be petrified to fly right now. Uh, Thomas, friend of the show, he, he listens regularly. He used to be a... Uh, uh, Agent of TSA, he said that they can't, um, they can't strike because it's, yeah, it's in the contract you signed, yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. So now you're forcing me to come to work without getting paid. Yeah. You're forcing me. Yep, it's crazy. Who, who I think who, them, who's uh, writing letters, the Coast Guard, and some other, um, some other agency, they can't, can't strike. Like you have to be there. Damn. Who's writing a letter to my uh, my uh, landlord telling them I legit don't have a check to pay my yeah. rent? Yeah. Who's who's contacting Con Ed to be like, nah, he's a federal worker. Yeah. He really he. It's not like it to get to get over. He he legit don't have a paycheck. Yep. Yeah. It's Friday. If they don't come to any sort of agreement, this Friday would be another missed uh, paycheck. So yeah, it's yeah, get yeah. I, it's getting real. I think we're in what day thirty four or something like that. Thirty three or thirty four. Yeah. Longest yeah. shutdown in history, American history. Yeah, it's gonna get really. It's gonna get really real, real quick. Because we have a child in office that 
petulant child. A petulant, like, if I see Donald Trump, I would risk it. I'm telling you, I would risk it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna run into allegedly, him, allegedly, as fast as I can, and I would, I'll take whatever the Secret Service asks me. But I'm gonna take my, I'm gonna shoot my shot, not a gun, because I don't want them knocking on my door. I am not, forget it. Allegedly. This is all in a dream scenario. I had a dream that I charged that Donald Trump <laughs> head first. <laughs> Straight into his chest. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, like, really, it's, it's sad. It's really sad. I really feel for these people who they have to go to like food pantries. Federal workers. Food pantries to eat and feed their families. Like, come on. It, it, I don't understand. Um, and maybe it's my ignorance on government workings um, right now. But I don't understand how there isn't. Well, no, I do understand. Because not, there's nothing set up for veterans. So why would I think there would be something set up for federal workers yeah. who uh, they didn't strike. The, the, the government shut right. down. Like, right. What do you want me to do? I'm showing up every day. As I'm, a lot of people are saying that it's equivalent to slavery. You're forcing me to do something and you're not going to pay. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know how many sick days these people have. Yeah, they probably only my, have uh, about four, maybe four weeks, depending on how long you've been with the agency and, and vacation and sick time. You, they probably used already two of those. You know what I mean? Because it's been a month. In some in some days, this is like I don't know, and we're only in January, so like you know, God forbid they get sick or something, or they they need to call out of work, then they're gonna be losing money because they don't they don't have the days. So it's a double win. Kenny, uh, Kenny the Jet was saying um, he proposes that we uh, tip the TSA workers. They can't but take you tips. Can't. They'll get fired. Yeah, they can't even take tips. It's like. Who wrote this? Who inked that contract? That they can't strike, can't take tips. Create the GoFundMe's. Like every every TSA agent sign up for GoFundMe and you know everybody donate. But then you'll have the scammers yeah. that we talked about. That's it. People taking the purity yeah. out of stuff. Same money. Yeah. Same money you're using to build the wall, use that to pay the the, the workers that you got a, a check yet. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, it's really it's really sad. It's really sad. I don't know. I don't know. I feel bad for these people. Hey, man. I was about to say this jokingly, but it, and thinking about it, it's not a joke. But if people decide to go see now and show up, like, because they're frustrated with their work environment, like, yeah, you can't help but to be like, yeah, yeah, that nigga wasn't crazy, but kind of, y'all kind of pushed him to, right, him or her to this extreme. And then if something goes crazy, something goes wrong, something happens, they're gonna want to blame the TSA agents, they're gonna want to blame the workers. Yeah, I I agree with you. I wouldn't be flying nowhere. Yeah, it's too risky. I'm not. mm -mm. 
Terrorists are already on us. ISIS already. Nah. Nope. Nope. I don't know we're on the plane. Not right now. Uh, I'm going to try to transition on this. Have you taken a road trip with the, the four? Four children? The farthest we've gone is Pennsylvania. How many hours? Like, like, like an hour and a half? Two and a half, I believe. How was that? Um, not bad. They slept most of it. Um, you lucky, lucky sob. Yeah, but you got a baby, baby. No, 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 not the baby. Um, I'm talking about my mutant child, Caden, who is oh. apparently. He don't like car rides. Uh, he loves car rides. Thing is, he doesn't go to sleep because he's so excited. DC is a four-hour drive. Mm-hmm. We thought we were being slick, trying to get this nigga Benadryl before we left <laughs> to come back home. That nigga is immune to Benadryl. <laughs> the, gotta up the dose. The entire ride. <laughs> the entire ride. That nigga was up, like yeah. I'm with it. What's up? We kept. I kept trying. Like I kept saying. I kept trying to tell him, Caden, if you go to sleep, I promise you, I'll let you know what happens before when we get home. Like, <laughs> just taking that. <laughs> All the tricks in the book. I took the phone and was like, "Yo, I got a charger that's dying." Like, hope thinking that okay, well, if you don't got the phone, yeah, they'll just knock yeah. out. Nope. That nigga was looking out the window. Well, was he talking? He was singing. Every, all the whole time. The whole you got to turn the music up on him. And and Caden's no. When you turn the music on him, he just takes that as an, a, a a means of yelling. <laughs> it's like no, no, no. Yo, I would pay money me. to have seen your face on that car ride. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> At one point, I I think the defeat was on my face. I just told Tiffany, I'm like, just let him stay up, man. Just, just, what we, can you we're do? We're in New York now. So, <laughs> let the nigga stay up. Like, the compromise is, oh, but he going to sleep as soon as we get in the house. Like, Did he? Yeah. Just put him in the tub and put him yeah, right to sleep. probably burnt out from all that. That's funny. Yeah, that nigga was on a thousand from the time we got to DC <laughs> until the time we left. That's funny, but yeah, my kids but, usually sleep car rides. As soon as they, if we go to the mall in Queens, they be sleep. Like <laughs> they can't. <laughs> I don't know what it is about the car, but they be knocked out in the car. But I told Tiffany, I'm like, yo, if this was coming from the city, you would be knocked out. <laughs> Not the four hour joint coming from the city. <laughs> How you sleep for a little fifteen minute joint, but a whole four hours you wanna be super kid. How did the baby do? She was good. That nigga she's she sleep like she she worked two jobs. Right. That's the worst one when a baby is crying, you can't you know you can really do in a car. Kate was Kate was a he was he was sort of kind of being a dick, but he kept taking a pacifier <laughs> out when she was asleep. 
he wanted company. And your mommy wasn't yeah. doing the job. <laughs> He's like, and then he got the nerve to be like, mommy, she don't want the bubble. I'm like, okay, <laughs> she does. <laughs> no, but she really does. Oh, man, Kaden was on one. That's hilarious. Keep telling uh, Tiffany keeps saying she going to beat the crap out of him when, <laughs> when she get older. They always do. That's my that's my guy though. Um, I don't have any. You know what? Uh, shout out to the people that listen to this podcast, and you're not really sports people, but when we talk sports, you kind of now are starting to pay attention. Shout out to y'all. Yeah, shout out to y'all. Shout out, shout out to y'all because I had somebody who hate, <laughs> I had somebody who hates football, legit hates football, but he listens to the show every week and he like sends me little timestamps of after y'all did twenty minutes of useless football talk <laughs> and got to like um, speaking of football, but he my hit me up this weekend. Out. Yeah, I was about to say he hit me up this weekend and tell me like he was watching a game. And his exact quote was, Tom Brady looks like he's, just, he's at practice right now. It looks easy. Yo, I forgot how trash the Chiefs defense is. But that's why I was picking the Colts over the Chiefs in our game. Yeah, and the yeah I completely like... forgot. When I'm watching the game, I'm like, what's wrong with the Chiefs? I was like, oh, the niggas, is, they got that trash trash. I, I completely forgot because it, it gets lost in the Mahomes you know, crazy offense and Kareem Hunt when he was there, Tyreek Hill. But that defense, Jesus Christ. Bruh. They fired the coordinator. I'm like, well, thank God. Get some, you get anybody in there that they could call better. Edelman? So, like, that nigga had how many? Three touchdowns? I was like, ugh. The more, most impressive part of that game was Tony Romo calling. Yo, uh, Romo was calling ever. I was like, look at Tony. Look at there. Couldn't do that while cutting, he was playing. Cutting but he, audible nothing out, but calling everything from the booth. All right, Tony. And he was on it. He was on it. He going to the Super Bowl, too. So that should be fun. But um, I'm not here for uh, a Ram Patriots Super Bowl. I'm, I was gonna tell I'm you here that. for the narrative. I like it. Because I, it's like... The old Patriots versus the new Patriots. When you look at it, it's like Sean McVay is Bill Belichick 20 years ago. Jared Goff is Tom Brady 20 years ago. Skinny, linky, non-athletic, kind of like a system guy. It's like looking in the mirror. Now, I don't think the Rams are going to beat the Patriots. I don't know about all of that. My thing is, um, Belichick pretty much got embarrassed last year in the Super Bowl by some nobody head coach and a career backup <laughs> quarterback in Nick Foles. So it was like, you gonna do that again? Like you gonna lose to to Sean McVay, who's like could be your son? <laughs> you know what I mean? And like this this third year quarterback. So I don't see them losing because of that. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a good it's a cute little story. Old, old, old New England versus new New England. First off, that should have been the Saints. The Saints got robbed. Let me say it for all the New Orleans fans: the Saints got robbed. Um, they did. 
All of your, I, I, I get the story that they're building old New England versus new New England. Um, the difference between the Rams and the Chiefs, the Rams actually got a really good mm-hmm. defense. That front five is serious. Yeah. And if you think a Donegan Sue ain't going to be on his yeah. Dirk McGirt game. Yeah. yeah. I think they're going to double um, Aaron Donald a lot. Which would leave Sue open for some, you know, for some big plays. Um, yeah, if they if the Rams are gonna win, it's the defense are gonna carry them to that win. When the Broncos gonna be like how the Broncos uh, beat the Panthers, yeah, yeah. gonna be like because Peyton he was you know on his last leg, he really couldn't do it. He was just pretty much a game manager at that point, but that defense is what really carried them through that year into that Super Bowl. So if the Rams will win, it's going to have to be through that defense. And then Jared, you know, just like managing a game, not making any mistakes, not getting tricked up by Belichick and, you know, just being good enough. Just being good enough. And if Todd Gurley don't get his, um, I don't want to play with three weeks of rest ass in the game (laughs) on I was mad watching them. I'm like, why is Gurley not like he's not even on one? His like, head wasn't even in it. He had what, 11 yards, 21 yards. Damn, it was completely ineffective, and they still won that game. So that just goes to say, like, they, they have a lot of weapons, but I don't think New England. I don't think that matters having a lot of weapons. It's really having a defense that's been, you know, the Achilles heel for the. Um, for the Patriots, like if you have a, a good defense or great defense, they're gonna have trouble beating you. But um, like with the Falcons, like having a bunch of weapons, I don't mean nothing. Okay, that defense ain't do nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's the Falcons. They should have just ran the ball as opposed to trying to throw yeah. it. They ran it, run it three times, and go home. You won a Super Bowl. That's all you got to yeah. do. Yeah. But um, I think um, people people say, or used to not always used to say, but people say in order to beat Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, you have to get to them. If you can sack mm-hmm. them a couple times or put them on their back, mm-hmm. have, you him, have a good chance have him of shuffling his feet because he's not a runner. So you get him shuffling, get him out, out of the pocket, and get him a little bit uncomfortable. That's how Eli. That's how the Giants is beating him. Eli Manning good enough to beat the Patriots, like. That was an undefeated team that had Randy Moss, Wes Welker down low. Like you got to have a defense, but they had they had Brady running that entire time. Like he wasn't comfortable. That whole game, Brady wasn't comfortable, and that's the key to really beating. So if the Rams are going to beat them, they're going to have to get that pressure on them, which I think they can. I think they can, but I don't know. We'll see. I just have a hard time believing Bill Belichick and Tom Brady's going to lose to some kids. Basically, that's what they are to them. They're really just kids, except for Wade Phillips, who's like old enough to be everybody's great grandfather. But I'm not making a claim on who's gonna win because I don't care. <laughs> You're not watching the Super Bowl, bro. I didn't say that. Yeah. I didn't say that. I'm watching. I'm watching Super Bowl. But I, 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 I refuse to bet against Tom Brady for a third week <laughs> on his <laughs> on his platform. I refuse. Um, yeah, I, I I don't see how the Rams. Um, what what? Not that I want to, 
But one day we gotta we gotta actually spend time and talk about Tom Brady. Yeah, we, I was gonna bring that watch? up. I was gonna bring that up. Tom Brady is great, but there have been a lot of lucky bounces. Yeah, that has him where he is today. We can unpack it before or after the Super Bowl. Let's wait till after, because I think that's... that's yeah. yeah, because I, we, that game versus the Chiefs, if D. Ford is not offside, that game is over. That pick six, damn. and that game is over. And Brady's finishing stats is one touchdown and three interceptions with, like, a 63% passer rating. So... But we'll get he's, he's had a lot of those lucky breaks throughout his career. And we could talk about it. We could talk about it next week because I want the the one that I could think of off the top of my head is the Tuck Rule. That joint last week. The Falcons not just running the ball three times. Pete Carroll just not handing yep. the ball off to Marshawn Lynch at the one yard line. And he's had some Adam Vinatieri, Adam Vinatieri saving his behind. There's a whole bunch. He's had a whole lot of lucky bounces. He's a great guy. When he has the moment, though, he'll perform. But some lucky things have pushed him to where he is. Yeah. Uh, don't tell. Give me a score. Don't tell Aaron you said that. <laughs> Listen, I'm not. I don't want to speak to Aaron until after the Super Bowl and I find out what happened. I'm avoiding his social media. I'm avoiding him until after the Super Bowl. Yeah. Last year, we had a Super Bowl party at the church. And, you know, Ferns is a big Patriots fan as well. So that was really fun for me, having them, having them lose <laughs> to the Eagles. So I don't know about my luck this year. We'll, we'll see. I might have to make an early exit. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. Shout out, shout out to my guy uh, Neil. Neil is a—he's not really a Patriots fan, but he's been on the every year that the Patriots in the Super Bowl. He's the only one in a house full of everybody else. That's like <laughs> the Falcons, the Falcons Patriots game was fun because niggas was doing a dirty bird in his face the entire game, <laughs> and in that second half, at the end of, <laughs> end of the night, that nigga left horse. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's your what's your score? Um, I'm gonna go 24, 24, 14, Patriots. Hmm. In a utopian society, it would be like twenty seven. Ten for the Rams, but I'm I'm picking this with my head, and I'm gonna say 20, 24, 24, 14 Patriots. I was thinking 27-17. All right, so we both along the same line, ten point differential. Twenty-seven, seventeen. Yeah. All right, that's a oh. Uh, this is going to be the quickest uh, basketball summary. Uh, Melo got waived, he got traded, and then he got waived again. So, so saga continues for Melo. James Harden out here. That nigga. First of all, yo, 
The Rockets are going to get bumped out of the first round. There's no other I'm, way I'm to describe it. that. I'm calling it. Because he's going to be burnt he out. He had 25 free he had 25, throws. He shot the three 20 times. He had 23-point attempts. And only made five. Like, that's a 25. Like, yeah. he's going to be tired by mid-April. He's going to be tired. Yeah. Like, his legs are going to be gone. So he's going to be shooting with his arms. And he's going to be missing a bunch of those shots. And the refs ain't going to be giving him those ticky-tack calls because it's the playoffs. And them niggas is going to have a first-round exit. Watch. Yeah. The, Houston, Houston's going to get up out of here quick. Because um, there's no way he can keep that level of production. It's, it's insane. And it's not even like he's 22. Like, he, he ain't that old. But you've been, you've been in the league for a few years now. So you got some mouths on you. You've been in the playoffs, I think, every year of his career with the Thunder. And but he's balling. Yeah, he's balling. He's, balling. he's taking, a lot, of, people, he's taking people, a lot of shots to get to it, but he's balling. People look at you and tell you uh, you're hating because you're not mentioning the fact that he's balling. But he's balling. But it's going to be fun. It ain't efficient. Yo, that it baffled my mind that the nigga shot twenty five free throws. Yeah. Like, I'd be mad at the rest. What? I'm like, yo, like, why y'all calling that? Nobody else gets those calls. No, nobody else one. gets those calls. But, but so why y'all giving that to James? Why? It's stupid. Like they be getting me tight. Like I don't even be wanting to watch the Rockets games because it's like. Who wants to see this nigga go up to the free throw line 20, 25 times? Like, come on. Sam. The rest of the team didn't have 25 Bruh, free throws. Like, it's impossible. It's impossible. Like, enough already. Enough already. Like, that's not fun. <laughs> that's not fun. That's stupid. But yeah, they're gonna be right, they're gonna be out real quick. You got a show before we leave on these niggas? I don't have no show, but I am late to the party. I'm on the John Wick series. Um Fair. yeah, super late. Please don't hold that against me. But yeah, I just got on to that and I am anticipating the the, the third one in May. I guess you're forgiven because you're admitting that you're late to it. Yeah, I, I will admit that. I'm super late. I think the first one came out, what, 2014? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm super late to that party, but I'm on it. I'm on that train. I'm on that train. John Wick, uh, How to Get Away is back. Million Little Things is back. Everything, Everything is, is back. pretty much coming back. Um. American Green, I'm going to use that as my show because, yeah, Billy McFarlane, I feel like he took lessons from American <laughs> Green, so. I will check that out. There it What's is. That on? CNBC. You can, you can, it's mad seasons, but it's it's on CNBC. CNBC? It, yeah, nigga, you'd be surprised. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. American Green. Only reason why I started watching it was because uh, somebody put me on to one of like one of the episodes. It was about money laundering, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And I watched like 
episodes after that, but you can see how white privilege niggas just get uh, ahead of themselves and don't know how to stop. Wow. All right, I'll check it out. So, American Greed, uh, get your excuses ready to call out. Uh, please, if you're a, a federal worker, do call please out. Call out really? I'm not saying it as a joke, but not really. call out. No. Um, that's all I got. Uh, we catch you niggas next week. Yes, sir.